0: Voice of St. Louis original podcast This is the STL all local podcast from KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun with the news you need tonight. Our top story on this Wednesday, February 1st. We have updated information from St. Louis Police on the number of carjackings. St. Louis Police initially reported they had 31 armed assaults, 14 robberies, six of those being carjackings, and 149 car thefts. KMOX's Maria Kina is delving deeper into those numbers.
1: KMOX asked for clarification on the carjackings because according to the department's incident summary reports, those numbers didn't jibe. Sergeant Charles Wall says last Monday there were four, Tuesday none, and two on Wednesday. We also asked about the ATM robberies also last Monday at Bank of America on Hampton and Sutherland and on Christie at King's Highway. This past Saturday, another armed robbery at that Hampton ATM. It's
0: my understanding that the ATM robberies, the two separate ATM robberies at that Bank of America location, um, investigators at this time believe the same suspects may be responsible.
1: However, Wall adds, it's not known if the carjacking suspects are one of the same. Maria Kina, Camoy News.
0: St. Louis County is blowing the dust off an old ordinance to fight crime. First drawn up in the 1970s, the St. Louis County Crime Commission is being reborn again. Dr. Sam Page first announced its revival late in 2019, although they met once the pandemic kept it from getting off the ground. The original ordinance called for a group of eight leaders and citizens to come up with a comprehensive plan to improve law enforcement and criminal justice within the county. The commission will have their first meeting on February 23rd with the county executive, county council chair, prosecuting attorney, the presiding judge, the director of criminal justice center, two citizens and an appointed county elected official. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. Bracing for change, the Kirkwood City Council votes Thursday night on how to zone for any recreational marijuana stores that might come to town.
1: In a suburb that looks like a Lionel train set with its Amtrak station, bakery, and Victorian homes, Kirkwood City Attorney John Hessel says council members have mixed feelings about getting ready for the possibility of a pot store in town. Members of the City Council have questioned whether or not it's a good thing. Um, I'm sure that some residents in Kirkwood probably think it's a good thing. Um, Others think it's a bad thing, Um, but
0: that's that's where we are.
1: Under the zoning plan, recreational marijuana stores in Kirkwood could be no closer than 1,000 feet from a daycare center, church, or school. Kirkwood voters will decide on the April ballot whether to impose a 3% sales tax on recreational marijuana. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News.
0: St. Louis Public Schools announced a new superintendent has been selected to replace Dr. Kelvin Adams. Dr. Keisha Scarlett takes over July 1st. She is from Seattle, where she served Seattle Public Schools for 24 years and has been assistant superintendent of academics since 2021. Passing a constitutional amendment in Missouri could soon become harder as Republicans in the state house gave initial approval today to an election reform bill. House Speaker Pro Tem Mike Henderson of Terre explains. It's
1: pretty simple. We leave the signatures just as they are right now. We take the percentage and move it from a simple majority to 60.
0: Henderson says a simple majority vote to change the Constitution is too easy. The vote along party lines sends the measure to a final vote in the House before moving on to the Senate. It's been a cold week for the homeless, the ones you see and the ones you don't see. Pastor Ray Redlick of the New Life Center says they've been trying to find the unseen homeless, the ones squatting in abandoned homes and warehouses, to get them into shelters.
1: It's hard to estimate in the, in the greater metro area, I would say there are probably uh, a few hundred in the, just in, inside the vacos, inside the abandoned buildings.
0: Redlick says this week they found a woman in her 50s living in a vacant house in North St. Louis, a woman named Mary, who had no utilities but kept the place neat and tidy with a broom. Redlick says Mary agreed to go into a shelter for now until the weather gets warmer. Missouri is one of only 15 states that don't offer any incentives for film production. The tax credit was cut a decade ago.
1: The incentive question is the first question we are asked. That's Steph Shannon, the Kansas City Film Commissioner, who says there are plenty of productions in the pipeline if lawmakers put incentives in place by May. A bill to make that happen received a hearing this morning before the House Economic Development Committee. Michelle Davidson of Film in Moe says other states are actually beefing up their incentives now, but for Missouri, it's not too late. We're maybe a little behind the game in terms of infrastructure and crew. We need to build that up. But in terms of productions wanting to come here, if we're seen as film friendly and we do have a comparable tax credit, we will grow the industry, we'll grow the infrastructure. Davidson says many shows and movies in the past decade have taken place in Missouri but weren't filmed
0: here because the incentives went away. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. As we continue on KMOX, let's get a check in on the Del Mar Loop, one of St. Louis's signature neighborhoods, a tourist attraction. Uh, and there's been a real estate transaction when it comes to some of the big, well known buildings in the Del Mar Loop. And joining us is the unofficial mayor of the Loop, Joe Edwards. Thanks for being with us, Joe.
1: Well, thanks for having me. Long ago, St. Louis Magazine re- referred to me as the Duke of Del Mar since I've never run for elected office, but that's just kind of a fun thing.
0: <laughs> well, uh, certainly, we can take a look at the number of buildings that you've uh, revitalized and, and gotten filled along the loop uh, as evidence of that. And six of those are involved in a in a transaction with Washington University. Can you tell us more about that?
1: Yes, I'm I'm actually thrilled and delighted uh, about this transfer of these buildings to Washington University, one of the great great institutions in our country, not just St. Louis, but what they mean to the Delmar Loop and to St. Louis is is just amazing, and. For me to have them take over these buildings for the next decades or centuries is very meaningful because they're going to continue everything I've done to, you know, refine these buildings, to save them, to fix them up, to get good owner-operated tenants, independent businesses, art galleries, unique restaurants, clothing boutiques, and, all, and,
0: and I'm, I'm just, I couldn't be happier. Yes, yeah, so people know that um, you know the Pinup Bowl, the Pageant, Peacock Diner, Blueberry Hill. But you also own a lot of the the retail spots. Uh, have owned a lot of the office buildings in the Loop. I know somebody who worked in a startup in one of those buildings a few years ago. Uh, and so, can you tell us which of these buildings you've sold and which ones you still own?
1: Well, the, one, the ones I, I, I still own are are, are are things like Blueberry Hill, the Moonrise Hotel, um, the Pageant, and Delmar Hall concert venues, and all. But the other ones, I, I am happy to transfer to them because they'll be able to continue renting, as I said, to the, the owner-operated type of places and also fill the upper floors, uh, the second floor, in some cases third floor, with some of their own staff members, perhaps it's up to them. Um, but, and the more people we have in the loop, the more pedestrians there are, the safer the loop is. And it's one of the safest city streets in the Midwest, and this is just going to add to that. Yes,
0: yeah, so the uh, the Pinup Bowl, for instance, that's not going anywhere. People don't have to worry.
1: Oh, no, not a bit. I, the, the building itself I'm transferring long term, uh, but I'm going to keep operating it and owning it, the operation of it in perpetuity. Well, I don't know about in perpetuity, but for a long, long, long time, 20, 30 years um, at least. So, no, nothing will change uh, with, with Pinup Bowl. I, I'm happy that Washington University is taking the building over itself because that shows their commitment to the Loop for one thing, for s- subsequent decades, and and that was very meaningful to me uh, that that they're interested in in this area that much. They they've been such a a stalwart of of, of the Delmar Loop just by having the Danforth campus there physically was great through the decades of of you know. The, the loop coming back and, and the, the symbiotic relationship that I've had with them and, and, and they with the Delmore Loop has been magnificent. It's one of those rare streets in America that a, a, a university
0: can have a really positive impact, and they have for sure. Take us back. When did you first begin to uh, compile all of these parcels in the loop and begin to, uh, you know, revitalize the area? Uh, And does this give you hope that for many years, decades to come, uh, that this neighborhood will continue to flourish with this, you know, long-term institutional owner?
1: Yeah, the, the very beginning for me was when I opened Blueberry Hill in 1972, when the area was really, really down and out and given up for good. I mean, they were just, oh, this could become a bedroom community that... Delmar is not viable commercially anymore, and it's taken you know all these years to build it up, building by building by building, and saving certain buildings, renovating them, building new ones, and um, what what, what Washu and and this this transaction are, are enabling is a for me to continue doing more things. I'm I'm not stopping <laughs> doing things. I'm building a new building across from the Moonrise Hotel and the Pageant called. Magic mini golf, and it's under construction right now. Another, you know, experience type place. I love building places where people can have fun experiences. They can put their troubles behind them for a couple of hours and go in and either play darts at Blueberry Hill or ski ball at Peacock Diner, bowling at Pinup Bowl, and soon playing indoor miniature golf. Regardless of the weather, they can still play 365 days a year, plus shuffleboard course, a couple of shuffleboard courts. So it just enables me to do more positive things for this area and, and enables me to relax a little bit where I know that it'll be in good hands with Washington University for decades to come.
0: There's a lot more competition in the St. Louis marketplace um, for these kinds of entertainment districts. Uh, is that having an impact uh, that you can tell on the loop at all?
1: I, I think entertainment districts vary Based on the, in the area, in the, in the Del Mar Loop, I build things that are human scale, um, smaller and intimate and really allow people to interact with each other. It's not a big old warehouse. It's not a big outdoor thing that I'm building as far as Magic Mini Golf. And the same with, you know, Pinnacle and Darts at Blueberry Hill and all. It's, 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 it allows families, uh, date night people, business groups, grandparents and grandkids to enjoy each other and, and actually talk to each other um, and, and enjoy the experience. So I, I think we're all different around the metropolitan area, and there's room for everybody that's opening various things. I, I admire them for doing it, and um, I, I, I'm looking forward to this, the new ones in the Del Mar Loop.
0: Just to your east, uh, this may be an extension of the Del Mar Loop eventually. Uh, there's a new Makers District that's emerging. Uh, and so how do you take a look at uh, how St. Louis, you mentioned you know these other entertainment districts, but just in general focusing on things that are areas of strength for St. Louis and building on them and making a physical venues for them. How do you feel about this Maker District, and could it bolster the Del Mar Loop?
1: Oh, it definitely can. The, the, the relationship can be really positive. Uh, the same way with Delmar Divine that Maxine Clark from build is doing uh, already. And, and it's just so magnificent to see this uh, resurgence. I, I really think St. Louis is in for a, a big positive push over the next three or four years
0: overall. Thanks for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. STL All Local is produced by the KMOX News team. Subscribe to STL All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.